fellas, don't drink that coffee. sound good all right well welcome back john thank you for having me so uh for those of you who are listening to this podcast dallas will be joining us he is in rehearsal or he's driving back from rehearsal for a show I think he just likes to arrive fashionably late yeah um even like when he's here he's still fashionably late um I don't know what show it is. I don't know what he's doing. I should know this. This is like one of my closest friends, and I don't actually know what he's doing. So you know what? When he when he does finally arrive, we're gonna have to get to the bottom of what is going on with him, why he's late. Um, but in the meantime, it's you and me. It's Dish and the Percolator. We took a week off. We're back talking about episodes fourteen and fifteen of Twin Peaks: The Return. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at PercolatorPod. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can give us a review. We're getting to the end here, John. We only have like yeah, I can't believe three you just more to said go. 15. I know. Yeah. And how many is that total now? That's like 45, right? Oh, I don't, I don't do math. Well, okay. There were 30 episodes of Twin Peaks in the first two seasons. That's 30 right. hours. Yeah. So we're like, uh, we're like 45 hours in. Minus the movie, even. So, like, 50 hours of Twin Peaks when this is all done? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I was thinking, since Dallas is going to come on and I don't want to rehash things, maybe what I was thinking we could do is you and me haven't had a lot of time to talk on this podcast without <laughs> Dallas just ruining everything for everyone, um, being the fun extinguisher. So I had a couple questions for you I, I, that, sure. I, that I wrote uh, two minutes ago while you were trying to log into your Skype account. Um, and so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to interview you. Is that okay, John? Are you Absolutely. prepared? Here's my, num- here's my number one question to you, because mm-hmm. I think this is the most important question for me in watching this show. When all is said and done, when episode 18 is finished, who do you think wins? Um, Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> we the fans. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I guess you're asking who on the show wins. Exactly. Um, that's a fascinating question because I don't even I, I feel like this is a show with, uh, many antagonists. Sure. Uh, and possibly no protagonists. Sure. Um, I. Um, I think we'll win if we get Cooper back. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, uh, 
at, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I this has been a wild, weird, uh, wonderful ride. Uh, but without uh, Agent Cooper on the show, it hasn't felt like Twin Peaks sure. to me. Even when it feels like Twin Peaks, it sure. doesn't feel like Twin Peaks. So um, I, my hope, uh, possibly futile hope, is that someday we will get a, a Twin Peaks that has Agent Cooper on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in some way, shape, or form. Who do I think will win? I don't... Uh, I think uh, because David Lynch is who he is, there won't be a clear winner. Um, I think that things will unfold um, and perhaps some things will be revealed, but I I don't think it will be like the end of, uh, say, Blue Velvet with the birds singing. Mm-hmm out the window didn't wild at heart have like the happy ending too kind of it did but it was kind of like a parody of a happy he, ending he kind of goes like back and forth i feel like whether he's gonna deliver you know yeah the, that the, had the like laura palmer showed up as the as glinda the good witch right yeah yeah, Spoilers, yeah exactly I guess. yeah um but um yeah, I don't know. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. No, it's fine. It was just something I thought about the watching the last, mostly the last episode, because I was just thinking, like, of all the characters in The Return, Mr. C seems to be the one who's, like, most focused and, like, has, like, is driven and has, like, this, you know what I mean? Like, everyone else is kind of, like, fumbling for their keys the whole time. Like, even Gordon Cole feels like, doesn't remember things and he doesn't know what's going on. And Mr. C is like so focused, like a laser on whatever it is he's going for that. I was almost like, Oh, I wonder if we, I wonder if he wins again. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a moment um, where they have fixated a few times on showing this footage from firewalk with me. Yeah. uh, With, uh, David Bowie as Philip Jeffries uh, coming in the room and pointing at Cooper and saying, who do you think that is there? Yeah. And they've shown it now so many times that I thought, are they trying to tell us that that wasn't really Cooper or that he's confused because he's seen a different Cooper? It wouldn't make sense. That, that theory doesn't make sense to me, but Again, they've just done it so many times that I yeah. start to question it. Because um, the thought, I, I remember reading articles in like Wrapped in Plastic where the thought behind that was maybe Cooper was all like had always had Bob in him. And so, you know, either either that was the case or that Philip had come back from the future and said, oh, you know, this is what he's going to become. Either that's what he was going to become, like what we would think from the show, or maybe Bob was always part of cooper for whatever reason right you know what so i don't know yeah for some reason i thought too that when philip jeffries and this is like deleted scene stuff but when philip jeffries had been missing for two years and my understanding was that that stuff that happens in the hotel yeah happened two years earlier okay so it would have been that he 
he had been doing he he disappeared from the hotel and either that's when he went to the convenience store or he had already been there but then when he went back he went back to the past yeah um and so anyway none of that is going to be explained no no no, no yeah it's, no. it's, it's a but, very uh, it's very interesting that they're you know, I didn't know what we were going to get going into the show, and I'm excited how much they're covering him. You know, and I was like, you know, crossing my fingers that they would have filmed something with him before he passed away with Bowie. Yeah, that would have been like my bucket list thing to see him actually as Jeffries, and obviously, you know, that's not happening. Um, well, and I meant to say, I meant to say when I brought it up that that when he, when we do finally meet this version of Philip Jeffries that um, he says, Oh, so it is you. Yeah. Right? There's some weird, I, I rewatched that scene a couple times and there's a couple of weird kind of interesting things in there. Um, uh, uh, the way he talks to him um, that make me go like, okay, so he says he didn't call him. Right. He, that wasn't Philip who called Mr. C in the second episode when we see him talking. Yeah. But he called Ray. Like, who is Ray? Why does, why does Jeffries is like, I called Ray. Like, who is Ray? And how does Philip Jeffries, the teapot (laughs) have Ray's number? Yeah. Like, Oh, I don't have your number, but I have Ray's number. Like the creepy dude with the slick back hair and that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. No, we talk all the time. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And I so, think it was fun. I love that you called him the, that he's in the teapot. Yeah, well, you know, we've been calling those the nipples. The nipples, whatever it is. <laughs> well, we'll when we get Dallas on, we'll talk more yeah. about the actual scene. But that was one question I, that I was just thinking of was like, what's the point? What's the ending of this for us as viewers? Like, I mean, because you would say that season two ended with bad, e- evil winning, right? You would feel like that's how that ended. And I feel like a lot of people feel like Fire Walk With Me ends with good triumphing, which we really kind of dug into as to whether or not that's true with Laura and the angels being the last thing that we see and her being happy, right? So, like, yeah, my question is, yeah, like, what is going to be the end goal here? My only kind of tipping my hat to what could possibly be is or them tipping their hat is like, it just seems like of all the characters, Mr. C's the only one who kind of like has it, has like a, a, a purpose. Um, anyway, and I don't know if I yeah, care, right? Like, I don't know if I care who wins. Like, I would love to see Cooper come back, you know, but. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's all I really care about. Mm-hmm. And, and I would like, I would like the people that I like to not get murdered. Uh, so that they can so, go on. My wife at dinner tonight, we were talking about the last two episodes because, like, what what did you like? What did you not like? She's like, I loved the the Ed and Norma scene, but she's like, knowing David Lynch, he'll probably kill both of them in the next episode. And I was like, I don't I, think he yeah. would do that. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he does. Um, uh-huh. Okay, my next question for you is, um, let's see, I just scroll down. So. What is the thing, and maybe you just answer this, but what is like, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's Cooper, but what's the one thing that you want to either like know the most or you wish, like, let me separate it. Not what, what's the one thing you want to see, but what's like the one question you have that you're like, I really hope that they will answer this before the next three episodes are over. 
Um, I'm putting I you. Think... I'm putting you on the spot. By the way, I'm sorry. Sure, I, didn't, sure. I didn't. I didn't no, text no you problem. these questions before. I I I I do really just want to see him come back, and I'd like to see him being himself. Yeah. And I would like him to actively uh, do something. Sure. Um. I think. I don't know that we're going to get – I would also just like to see him have a connection with somebody that he knows. Yeah. Um, God, you wish it could be Harry. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, yes. I, I mean, that would be the biggest whammy of all if they are like, just kidding, Aunt Keen is in it. I don't think he's in I don't think that's no, happening. No, I don't think he is. I don't think he is either, but yeah. – um, you know those kinds of things, J- just just that he would connect, and uh, that it would not. Because I I feel uh, so often in this show like we may be seeing elements that are familiar to us, but they're they're always talking to a stranger yeah. or someone we don't know. So, um, it, again, it's that chemistry thing. Like if Bobby Briggs is talking to a random lady that doesn't carry the same weight that it does when he's talking to Shelly across the table. Sure. Um, I I would like that. I would like, I I mean, that is really the main thing. I I feel like all of these sort of mysteries that could have been mysteries, um, conventional mysteries. I mean, uh, I have in a way been solved in their own strange way, like, you know, what Matthew Lillard, did he murder those people? No, we know that we know what happened there. And then he died. Uh, when, uh, certain other things happen, I, I'm trying to, I'm not even dying to know, like, who's that girl without eyeballs. I just (laughs) am, you know, I want her to get the cell. I don't have to listen to that drunk guy uh, drool <laughs> yes. anymore. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. that's no, that's fine. That. And, and I think most people probably are on the same <clears throat> the same wavelength as you. Is like that's the number one wish list. You know, everyone has on their their Twin Peaks Christmas list of like, what do I want before this is all done? Um, it will be culminated, I think. In I, I would I would like to see the pieces add up in some way. It'd sure. be nice, like. <laughs> go back to that glass box and see how, what that has to do with all the weird things on Hawk's map. And, um, we've seen obviously that there's all of these weird interdimensional wormholes. It'd be nice for them to revisit something that happened in the black and white episode. Yeah. And, uh, have us understand what that little bug was, you know? The only problem is, is we have like 180 minutes left for them to it's do not, all of it. So, yeah. <clears throat> which is a lot of time. That's more than Firewalk with me yeah. for them to wrap everything up. I mean, but, you know, I have a feeling like the next two weeks are going to go by really fast for an hour and then last a really long time for the next mm-hmm. week, for me <laughs> at least. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's, here's a big one for me is, uh, John, how's Annie? <laughs> that is one of the big questions I wanted answered. 
Have they have they mentioned her name? They have mentioned her name, I believe, briefly. Yeah. Um, but they haven't said they did not say what happened to her. Yeah, I would think that would be one of the biggest things. And like, that's that's from like the when we all read the book. If you haven't read the Secret History of Twin Peaks, there's some discrepancies with the book and what we know from the show, which is like she's not related to Norma, I believe. And then she's also did not win Miss Twin Peaks, which we all saw. That's how she came to Twin Peaks, you know? So it's weird that they are, if they're going to just erase her from the show, why did, I think you're right. Hawk brings her up um, in the show. And so mm-hmm. what happened to her? I, you know, like, I would really, really like to find out. Because I always imagined in my head when the story would continue, she'd be a part of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, she's the last... She's the reason he went in there. Sure. So you'd you'd think that, um, you know, when they said... Even though I knew she wasn't going to be on the show, when they said... You know, we, there's one person we got to go talk to. You know, yeah, I would have thought, I didn't think, oh, that's Diane. I would have thought, oh, that's Annie because, yeah. um, you know, and we only know from the deleted scenes that she was alive and she made it to the hospital. And yeah, um, but yeah, well, we got Dallas. So let me, we're going to we're going to uh, call Dallas and rope him in to the show. Great. I think I actually have to hang up and do this. Let me, I'll, I'll edit this out and make it sound really nice. Hold on one second. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. <clears throat> Yay. Hey guys. Hey <laughs> we, fella. Are you in a burrito? No. But now I want one. Are you eating a bur- are you eating a burrito? Sorry, I was in the middle of a chew when you called. What are you chewing? Um I made a little hamburger patty. Oh, cool. And some asparagus. We're uh we're just talking about fishbone. Oh, fishbone's red hot. So, if you're listening to this podcast so far, John and I have been like talking in depth about Twin Peaks, but that it's just it's time for nonsense now that Dallas is on. So, I, uh, you know, don't be a jerk. A couple of things. No, no, no. This is important. So, to be d- fair, we were talking about nonsense. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, Dallas, don't be an Audrey Horn's son. Dallas, you won something since the last time we spoke. Will you tell us and me because I haven't talked to you since then what it is what it is that you won. Uh, a set of steak knives, a hamburger patty, and some asparagus. Yeah, not a great prize. No, what did you uh, win? Well, you know, I don't know. Listen, people want to make this a big deal, and it's it's not. But I'm the new president of America, <laughs> and um, that's it's under it. The radar. That's what you did. No, I. You know, so there's this thing that happens in San Diego called Kaboo. Kaboo. Yeah. And it's it's a big festival. It's, it's a like music the, festival. It, like, I'm not trying to, like, be silly, but it's kind of like the big, it's like the Coachella for San Diego, right? It's like street scene used to be the it's thing. It's like Lollapalooza. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Um, and it's at, you know, it, so anyway, they, they last year they started doing this thing that was like a comedy tent, basically, but it's actually a really big room. And they started launching this thing called the Kaboo, Dis- Kaboo Discovery Tour. 
and they did one for music and one for comedians where you compete in a contest and then they have judges and the whoever wins gets to perform at Kaboo. And so last year I competed, but here's the thing. Last year I was already booked to be on Kaboo. Yeah. My friend Taylor Williamson, who is a very funny guy who was on uh, America's Got Talent. He, uh, he was booked and he, he booked myself and Greg Santos, who, uh, you know, Sean O'Donnell. Yes. Uh, to open for him. Big twin, and so, big twin peace fan. Huge. <laughs> and so, uh, so this year, um, I did the contest again, but this time I was like, yeah, I really want to win it. Last year I just did crowd work. I didn't really care. But this year I was like, oh, I'm going to win. So uh, I did, you know, my A bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and lo and behold, I won. Congratulations. That's awesome. Do you know what I won? You get to be, you get to like perform at Kaboo, right? Yeah. Do you know, can I, I'll tell you specifically what I get to do. What I do get you... to open for Taylor Williamson. No way. No, that's not a joke. That's the, what I get to do. The guy you winner. opened for last year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he he just couldn't ask you this year. He had to have them throw a contest so you could win it? I guess, man. So here's so my here, uh, here's this is my roundabout way of getting you to tell me that whole story to ask you this question. Very serious question. Sure. If your set time is the same time as Fishbone, will will there be no one on the stage that you're supposed to be performing on? Is Fishbone playing Kaboo? Yes. Um, no, because oh man, Sean, this is going to be difficult for me to tell you. <laughs> um, you don't like Fishbone anymore. I. Well, here's the deal. I like You're Fishbone. You're in Fishbone. I'm in Fishbone. Whoever won the Kaboo Discovery Tour got <laughs> to now to be in Fishbone. <laughs> I don't I don't like any I don't I don't like Fishbone anymore. Um, really? Not that well, I like all the stuff that I always liked, but nah. seeing them live is a terrible experience now because it's only like two original members ah. and they're really old and the rest of the guys like aren't that great in the wow. band? Uh, just so and, everyone, just for reference for people listening, like Fishbone was your Twin Peaks, like for me, right? Like, no, it wasn't that important. It was no. I um, don't know, I would dude. Have ever decided to do a podcast about Fishbone? Yes, never. yes, you would have. You still have time. Uh, I might, um, but th- yeah, I don't know. There came a point a couple of years ago where just like Gorney and I went and saw him live, and it was just a really terrible experience, and they sounded bad, and. Then we got like their new album and like they've released like four albums and all of them are just really bad. Uh, And it's just kind of a bummer. So I don't really, uh, my hope I would go and see them and they'd play 30 minutes and do the hits, but I know Fishbone well enough to know that it's not what's going to happen. Yeah. Like we'll go and watch them and they'll play one song that I know. And then a bunch of weird music with a theremin that makes me want to bang my head against the wall. But you're probably going to go when they're playing Kaboo. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have free tickets to the day that I'm performing. And oh, they don't even the give you a weekend pass? They don't give you like... Uh, I guess if I bitched about it, they would. But really, I, I don't really want to see I looked at the lineup. Like, Norm McDonald's performing. There's a bunch of stand-ups who are like really good at performing. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, the stand-up shows is really good. Last year, I went and we, me and Greg went over and saw the, the Gin Blossoms. That was pretty cool. Nice. Then we saw Third Eye Blind. That was pretty awesome. You cool. know who they are, John? Do you know that Third Eye Blind's a band, John? Oh, okay. All I right, do. guys. Let's keep, let's just, let's rope it in. Would. 
step back from that wedge. Let's right rope it in. Well, the, which is to say, Dallas, congratulations. We're very proud of you here at the podcast. Yeah, thank you. It was very cool to win, and, and, yeah. uh, and it was really cool. And I, I, I always appreciate getting recognized when you work hard at something. And so. when, when is that for everyone uh, listening when they can go see you? Uh, when I'm going to work hard at something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> right now, for the next hour, you're going to work pretty – I'm going to work you pretty hard. Uh, September 16th is the day I'm performing at Kaboo. Okay. Um, Do you know what time? I don't, but I can tell you this. Actually, I will say this to everybody. Same time as Fishbone? Podcast. I guarantee you it's like one o'clock. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in for buy free, buy tickets to Kaboo, you can enter my name, Dallas McLaughlin, into the promo code bar and get 10% off. Wow. That's a real thing. Look at that. We got. Look, we'd like a real podcast. We got offer codes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, I don't know. So if you want to do that, if you're listening and you want to go to Kaboo, put my name in the promo code, you get 10% off tickets. Well, there you go. Well, congrats, Dallas. Yeah. Proud of you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What else is going on? I have you... a theory about Twin Peaks, by the way, that I'm no, really we don't, excited We don't about. want to talk to you about Twin Peaks. No, 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 no. Um, well, let's hear it. Well, no, we can't. We, we, it, we can't talk about it until we get to the end of the latest episode. Well, as we normally have been doing when we do these like kind of multiple episodes, I just want to talk about the stuff that you guys want to talk about. So John and I kind of we talked a little bit about the scene where Philip Jeffries and Agent Cooper are speaking in that motel room. Other than that, I kind of gave, I did a little interview with John about kind of I asked him the questions I asked him was, who do you think wins? basically between, you know, good and evil in this show. And this kind of the, what does he want? What's the one thing that he wishes he would see like before the show's over? Is there something that he, um, you know, really wants answered or some, a character he wants to see. And I think I asked him about if we were going to see Annie or not. And that's as far as I got. So if you want to answer any of those Dallas, if you want to start talking about something else that you want to talk about, it's, it's a free, it's like jazz, oh, man. It's open. Freeform, wow. Because that's, well, what, that's what we're doing. In the latest episode, at the end, a mutual friend of ours showed yes. up, Charlene Yee. This was fun. Which was very cool to see her in the show. Um, I think you did one of her shows in L.A., right? I did. You know, I was trying to find – there's footage of it because we, like, sang a song together. So I, was, I yeah. wanted to post it from the dish in the Pergolator po- uh, Twitter because, like, you know, this is kind of cool. This is at someone from the show, and I was singing with her. But I can't mm-hmm. find it. I think I, it might have gotten taken down, or I needed to do a better search. But we're oh, singing, sorry. like, that song. Um, what's that song? Oh, pretty baby. You know that one? And, like, and it's, it's like a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing, like, this big, yeah. like, kick line and stuff. It was awesome. Um, Charlene's isn't amazing. Fra- what movie sorry, is that isn't from? Isn't that Jersey Boys? It probably is, but it's John, from a, you know this. Can't take my eyes off of you? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, I mean, it's in that movie, The Fabulous Baker Boys. No, it was it something kind of, else. That, but it's also in New Jersey. What a pull. Fabulous Baker Boys. Yeah. That's what that John, that John's always got that in his back pocket. <laughs> um, John, but, John's always got the Bridges Brothers in his back pocket. We, <laughs> I haven't seen Charlene, <laughs> yeah. though, in like 10 years. Like, it's been so long since I've seen her. Yeah. Um. But she's fantastic, and it was so fun to see her show up. And like, I loved, loved her role in this. The like, I'm waiting for somebody, and those guys just like pick her up and put her on the ground. <laughs> so I have so because of that scene, yes. And then I started thinking about all the other scenes that we've we've watched at the end of 
the show that sure. happened at that Bang Bang Club or whatever. Yes. Yeah. They're always starring people that we don't really know, talking about stuff we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I obviously have to go back and I would have to go back and watch all of these for this theory to be sound. But I'm wondering if those scenes at the end are supposed to represent what we, the viewer, are thinking. Like, um, well, I, okay. In what way? So, I mean, I have definitely thought, okay, these things are all disconnected. Mm -hmm. They seem to be mostly disconnected from the narrative. Maybe there's just something to that. Like, maybe they, that's where they put all their ideas that they didn't know where to put or, uh, but then of course this week they finally did. Yeah, Link we've up, ha- we've had you know. some because we had Billy. The Billy story mm-hmm. is connecting to other parts of the story. Yeah, I, I guess, I but love. Hmm. I I only think that way because as she was sitting there saying she's waiting for someone. Obviously, we're all waiting for Agent Cooper. Yeah, and then she starts slowly <laughs> crawling towards the band to signify that it's taking so much time uh-huh. and it's a laborious <laughs> this is pretty job good, to watch this show. And then she just gets, and then she loses it and she, screams. Yeah. She looks up and she sees that the band is still playing and she screams. And then I went, wait a minute. That's this is me. how I feel. That's how I feel. And then I thought back to like the one where the woman was like itching her armpit and had all that gross stuff on her. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I bet that episode had a lot of like really gross things that were out of place in the episode. <laughs> so I wonder if these things are supposed to represent what we are feeling and thinking. Like, I, that's pretty. That's a pretty high level kind of theory <laughs> that that Mark and David would like think that and then write that into it. I don't know, but that's fun like, to apparently think about. The great God to you guys, so he could, you know, of course he could do this. John, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I think it could be. It, it, you know, all will be revealed. All I will hope. be revealed. Not, Prob- actually, all won't be revealed. Prob- but, probably you know, not. We'll, we'll be able to look at it all in hindsight and be able to kind of yeah. find our way through it in some new way, I think, at the end. I've seen some people say that it's like, and I kind of would get it that it's the new, like, um, uh, invitation to love, just like these random snippets of these people's lives, you know? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And, I and love it, the Ed stuff. Oh yeah, we could talk. Yeah, like let's go after pick picket stuff you guys want to talk about. That that scene was so fun. Um, yeah. I mean, like that moment where it's that kind of he's like his eyes closed and that the really slick, greasy dude leaves and she puts his hand on his shoulder is like it was perfect. I mean, you know, we've been waiting a long time for that moment and it feels like why could that, that would have been a rad thing to get to. I know this was your guys kind of comment on everything the last time we guys talked, but if that could have happened a long time ago, it would have been nice. But. You know, it it was nice to see them. I mean, Twin Peaks was always had romance, yeah. uh, you know, kind of piped through it. Part of it was because it was a nighttime soap, basically. Sure. Um, we haven't had that, right? 
I, really. we have, I, I, we haven't had any of that really. We've just seen people that are in horribly dysfunctional relationships, but we've, we've never been kind of rooting for one or two people. And, uh, so, the, and I, it was just so nice to see them having the, the filmmakers having fun, you know, using sure. this like really intense piece of music, the Otis Redding song and, yeah. And uh, really kind of milking his ache for all it's worth. And then you kind of knew where it was going, maybe. I mean, I kind of thought, oh, since she's... Once I knew she was kind of quitting business with that other guy, I thought, oh, maybe she will. And then it was so satisfying for that to happen. So, Um, John, do you think that, like, season two episode ends and then Ed just goes back to Nadine. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Cause like we haven't really been, there was no clue as to what their relationship was, but it I'm guessing like, they were it married. It sounded like still? you went back to her. Yeah. yeah. It sounded like she, cause she said, I manipulated you and I've kept you away from her all these years yeah. and I'm releasing you, which it seemed genuine. Her, crazy out of nowhere um moment and it it's i don't know if it felt cheapened to me but just by the fact that she had a shovel <laughs> well she had a, a new boy liked her you know yeah um, yeah, yeah uh but uh i didn't care why i was just so glad that it was happening oddly enough i thought it was like the best acting she'd done ever yeah, absolutely. Well, I thought, yeah, I've definitely made a note that like she was great, and I thought she was great in the original s- series too. Like, I, I, she should have been in more things. Like, I really, really enjoyed this scene watching her, and and not just her like drinking a milkshake like we've seen her in every episode um, so far. But yeah, and like Ed too, just like this, he's tearing up. Like, it was such a fun. And it was cool. I've enjoyed in this show when we go directly from a scene to another scene that's related to the previous one. You know what I mean? We've had issues where it's like, okay, we're going to get back to this in two episodes. But it was like, we got Ed and Nadine, and then we go right to Ed and Norma without waiting like till episode 17. Like they could have, you know what I mean? So It, it, it made me think like, gosh, what if this show was more like that? Sure. You know, what if yeah, there was yeah. some, you know, some film student somewhere will like re-edit this series. But I mean, part of it's more- like, I get there if it's all that, sometimes it's just too much, right? Like it's nice to have breathers in between. And honestly, <clears throat> at the last two episodes, and I'm curious to get what you guys think is where we left off on Dish and the Percolator was you guys were very frustrated, understandably so with, with I think we did 11, 12, and 13. Um, and I had my, also my problems with it too, but like I feel like these last two were really fun and really important and there was a lot of like crucial things that happened. I didn't feel like there was a lot of downtime. Do you agree? Are you were you guys still not into it? I mean, maybe more Dallas. I know you've been not necessarily on the fence, but like over the fence on this show, so <laughs> um well, I you know, oddly enough, I actually really did like the last two episodes. Yeah, I, I don't feel think- like they I feel like they flowed a lot better than episodes previous. And I feel like we got a lot of information quickly in these episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they came right out and said an actual thing uh, in the last episode, which blew my mind. 
What? Um, when he goes to meet um, the teapot. Yeah. And the teapot's like, oh, you are a Cooper. Like, I was like, hey, they actually did something. They actually gave us a little piece of information that we can use. Well, but he's um, asking him a question, right? That's how I took that part was that Philip Jeffries is asking him, so you are Cooper? No, I see. He, I, I he took asked, it as a statement. Yeah, because he asked him a question before that about this, the last time they saw each other. Got, got it, got and it, got he it. answered it correctly, and he's like, so you are Cooper. Got it, got it, got it. Yes. Yeah, that's how I took it. And but were you, but were, you, but were you not were you not sure that that was him? Because I think we we knew, right? I mean, like, I was under I the assumption been... that because he was the bad part of him, he was with him the whole, like he had all of his memories prior. I haven't been sure of anything in this show. <laughs> so, except that teapots can talk, and David yeah. Bowie had a southern accent. I missed it. I, I loved it. It was really cool to edit in that scene mm-hmm. with Bowie and like yeah. see young Coop and young uh, um, Cole. Yeah, we had that in both episodes. So that was in episode 14 with the Monica Bellucci dreams. Dream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in episode 15 with the scene with Jeffries and Cooper. Mr. Which, Sheen. by the way, one of my favorite things that he's done. Like, I, I just... I. I it was such a good payoff. What which part? When when Cole goes, I've been having that Monica Bellucci dream again, <laughs> and then it literally cuts to a dream with Monica Bellucci. Well, like, I was so excited. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing the cast list. People like, who does she play? And it's like, okay, question answered. Like that's who she plays. <laughs> yeah, as herself. You- I I thought that yeah. scene was one of the best things in the whole series although i wish it had taken us somewhere yeah i I felt like it i felt like it took two steps and then it didn't go anywhere but i loved every second of it i think you and Um, i john were texting and i was like at at the end of it i shouted like and then what you know what i mean like exactly (laughs) it was weird to have him gordon cole like i feel like we're not we're used to lynch just giving us these dreams without like any sort of explanation right like there's so many scenes he gives us where he's like in this one he was like giving us a play-by-play and that was very interesting in terms of like what we normally get we just get these images and no explanation and this time it was like not only was there explanation it was coming from the guy who directed it (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like having i wish i wish i had david lynch with me at all times explaining every little thing i'm watching you know in twin peaks or any of his movies but i really enjoyed it for that part of it and i believe it it culminated in her saying um something to the effect of it's this is a dream but who's Who's, the dreamer yeah whose dream is it yeah and i that's interesting. I, I I got cautious when they said that because I thought, oh boy, I don't know if I'd be excited if this turned out to be a a Mulholland Drive kind of situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to think that what we're seeing is happening, even if it's being shown to us in a surreal way. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, that Monica Bellucci thing was also one of the times where I was like, again, we're like getting some information, like things are, and like you said, like he kind of narrates it. Yeah. Like things are happening that like are tangible. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which made me, you know, follow along a bit better. Uh, I like, again, Bobby Briggs, great performance. And uh, like the Andy going to the Grey Lodge or whatever is, uh, was, a, was a wonderful moment. <laughs> I think the thing I want to talk the 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 scene because we're not going to have time to probably go into everything, but the thing I want to talk the most about what I think is the most important scene was the old man introducing uh, ZZ Top's sharp dressed man at the roadhouse. <laughs> I love that he introduced it and it was just like playing on the sound system. And then his dancing, he just like does the worst dance of all time. I, I was on the floor and I'm still on the floor now thinking about that scene. Um, it was so weird. It was so weird and so great. Like I have to, I have to put that on loop whenever I'm feeling down. That will get me, get me <laughs> right as rain. Um, okay. I, if I'm going to pick scenes of the last two episodes, I think are the most important. I would say the most two important scenes are the one where, the the uh, sheriff department find the naked woman with no eyes, and then Andy is teleported to. I don't know. Is it? Call, I mean, what what do you, whatever this place is. Um, I don't I would know. Say, I call it the. I mean, I. Yeah, I, don't I started know calling call. it the fire station. Like I don't know. So and then the <laughs> other one would be when Cooper goes to the place that would be above the convenience store. So I those are the ones I want to talk about. You guys can pick which one you want to start. Um, Start with if anyone has uh, any thoughts that are interesting about either of those things, we can kind of talk about those. I did want to say one other thing. It was right before the Mon Monica Bellucci dream. I loved learning about the, um, was it the first Blue yes. Rose case? Lois Duffy. Yes. Uh, and how it was, uh, there's this reoccurring thing about doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, and I never would have guessed that they were going to take this doubles thing and like, run with it yeah uh so hard but um anyway i thought that was fascinating it it um, that is because i was thinking about that today like if my money might like we were talking earlier about annie and how annie's not in this and like i had always because i had 25 years to think about the show had thought like oh well what happens is cooper is like leland like he exists in the world and people think it's it's him um, but he inside is Bob and, you know, like he's married to Annie and like, that's their life. And I, I expected it because that's what we were, had seen. That's how Bob works. Bob is inhabits a human being and then does horrible things. And then the person doesn't know. And then he goes back to being like, I didn't know that it would be like, he'd go into hiding cause he was just all evil. Um, so yeah. And I don't, I still don't know if I'm crazy about that idea. I still think like. I miss the wolf in sheep's clothing. Sure. I know that, that was a great bit of fun in the original series. Yeah. Um, it seems weird that he's like, well, I'm evil now, so I'm going to go hang out with drug lords in Colombia or wherever he Sure, sure, to. sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, speaking of that, just in terms of like all the doubles, it's like that wasn't a thing really in the original show until we got to the season two finale where we saw all the doppelgangers and stuff and now it's like obviously it's been a big part of the whole story of this part of twin peaks um the other thing worth mentioning in that right before the dream was that diane is related to Janie e 
So yes. that's her. They're half sisters, which I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I thought that was a cool reveal, but it was one of those things where I'm like, why didn't they figure this out weeks ago? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so like what I mean, what does that mean? Like did Mr. C use that knowledge? Like, is that how he came to pick, you know, Janie E to like, I, I mean, I, that feels like, okay, there's something going on there where, you know, he had some hand in it because he knew Diane, obviously, and then was the reason that Dougie came into existence. So I'm curious what the story is with that and what his hand was and, you know, the creation of our favorite character on Twin Peaks since Josie. Um, Who, by the way, I was really worried that that naked woman was Josie. <laughs> I thought it was so, for a second. Oh. I wasn't worried. I was ecstatic. I was like, if that's Josie, that would be like the hugest present, I feel like, for everybody. I know. I know for that who? You feel everybody for who? Because that's something we've been wondering about for years. John, she's the worst. No, the, they listen. Hates her. Nobody hates her like you do. She got really I, good in the last 25 years. Like, really good. Like Bobby Briggs I don't good. Know you, I, I don't. So I, I've, I've never had a problem with let's, her. But. Let's talk about Naido, if that's how you pronounce it. So mm-hmm. we've been waiting for like four episodes for them to go into the woods and to find this place. And so Jackrabbit's Palace ends up being this like tree stump, right? That Bobby knew from when he was a kid and they take the soil like Major Briggs tells him they go to the place and there's you know the smoke and stuff and then we see the woman who you know flipped a switch on the space nipple and was flung into you know overboard so I guess this is where she ends up is that how you took this John like that she had come out of that porthole um or wormhole or whatever that was from when she saw Cooper last? Like, is that kind of what you're... Do you, are you saying that that links up time-wise? I don't know, but I mean, or maybe like, I mean, what is, if for those things, is time even a thing? Can you go to a different time through those sure, portals? Course, I have no idea. But my, my question is, when we see her in episode three, when she's flipped off of that thing, <clears throat> do you think this is where she ends up? Like, or has she been somewhere else? I guess it doesn't really matter. But I guess I mean, I, I'd say yes. Yeah. I'd say she's either been floating in space and then the the black hole sun opened up and, and she's now she's there. So yeah. they all find her there and then this is when um the you know the tornado thing starts happening and they're they're looking up at it and this is when Andy, the most unlikely of people to end up in this position like for me watching this ends up in that gray room. Um which I thought was really cool. Like I've been, I forgot how much I liked watching Andy be a, an important part of the show. Cause he's just been kind of like a Nimrod for the last, you know, 15 episodes. Um, and so he's sitting in the chair and we finally are introduced to who this character is. This is the fireman. Any relation to the giant? We don't really know. Um, but, he is then kind of shown this slideshow of important things going back to we see previously on. Yeah. Yeah. We see. So we see like the crazy creature from the box. It's, we actually see like that footage and then we see the experiment thing and maybe the same thing from the, from the box, you know, vomiting and we see the Bob egg. Um, 
And then it's like, you know, he sees the convenience store. He sees the God of Light guy. He sees Laura Palmer. He sees the Naito, the, the blind woman. He sees Cooper split in two. And there's something interesting where he sees a phone ringing and he sees himself and Lucy in a building together. Um, mm-hmm. Which is like, did that happen already? Is that something that's going to happen? And then he sees that pole that was, everyone made such a big deal out of from Fire Walk with me with the numbers on it. Um, and then he's back in the real world and he's telling the guys, like, this woman's important. We need to take care of her. So it was interesting to hear him speak with such. Uh kind of calm, yes. assured I know. force. You know? I loved it. How, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, also, how cool were those backpacks? <laughs> I actually like, thought, I thought today I was like, I wish Showtime would put those up for sale. Like, I, I would buy both of you one of those backpacks. What if... <laughs> That's how much I like them. Maybe if they sell the patches, I'll, we'll buy the patches and make backpacks together. Yeah. One weekend, we'll get together and sell them. On a Twin Twin Peaks Police to Sheriff's Department backpack, that'd be like, awesome, oh, man. <laughs> they were cool looking. They were cool looking. Uh, they were slick. I, I bought. I, you know what? Wait, true story. I bought a Big Ed's Gas Farm patch from the Showtime store. I was going to put it on a jacket. I think that'd be awesome. That's rad. It's awesome. Sorry to interrupt, Alex. Good. No, I was just talking about my Big Ed's gas patch. <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> What is that? September 16th, everyone? 1 p.m. Yeah, I'm just going to do Twin Peaks material. On the David Spade stage. I'm going to be on the uh, bacon wrap pickle stage. The Hollywood Minute stage. No, um, I had, until you guys just mentioned it, I forgot about that blind lady with a nipple. Then uh, the one no she she had one nipple I think she had two nipples no 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 the blind lady who flipped the nipple or whatever right oh yeah, yeah like, okay yeah, yeah I totally forgot about that so I was talking about was, her nipples that were exposed on Showtime it was uh, interesting that that it, they kept focusing in on like whether he was touching her or not yeah um, before he was kind of sucked up into the well I felt that space. was like him deciding to like kind of go like. Like yeah. he knew, like or like he was being told, you know what I mean? Yeah. To like yeah. stand up. Obviously, like Andy has a part of this story now that he's, you know, he's gonna be have he's has a role, which is great. Again, like but it's they not don't him. Seem to remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Which kind of goes with what's going on. Like, neither did Cole or Albert remember like Jeffries. Yeah, I mean it's consistent somewhat. It just is. It's like, it's do you different. remember two? Was it two episodes ago where they didn't remember any of the stuff that happened with Hastings either? Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. Like, so maybe something to do with the proximity to these wormholes kind of messes with your brain, and it's not like you know having a. I don't know. Obviously, it has something to do with <clears throat> with memory and what your experience because everyone seems to be having the same problem with remembering what's happening. Uh, I was kind of, uh, I don't know if you guys have any theories cause I don't, but that the weird guy bleeding from his face in the jail. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do, do we have any theories or is that a my, person? My only thought was that like at the end of episode 15, she talks about Billy being like the dude who broke into the house and he's like bleeding from his mouth. 
So I was uh, like, yeah. maybe I that's that too. Billy, but it's weird because everyone seems to like want to like all the ladies like love Billy, and I'm like, that guy, he looks insane. Yeah, and in the credits, he's just labeled drunk. He's just well, called drunk. I mean, and that might not that might just be a red right. herring because <laughs> Carl, whatever his name, the giant was labeled as question, 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 question mark. You know what I mean? So. Like they may just be holding on to that info, but that sure. was my only thought, Dallas, about him was after she said like it looked like a um like a waterfall of blood in the episode before they panned down to his blood coming out of his mouth and it was like pooling on the ground. So that was the yeah. only the only thought I had was maybe that's Billy, and the other thought I had was like who cares? Do you have any uh, theories yet on Audrey Horn and what's going on there? No, I wanted to ask we you. Had part you... <laughs> three of the same conversation. I kind of don't care anymore. Although I'm really enjoying the guy, as I think it's Clark Middleton who plays her husband. Like I think he's really funny. But other than that, I'm I'm done. I don't want. I like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she killed Laura Palmer, and <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, I want to know. I'm not saying I'm done, but I'm just like, let's just get to it. Like, come on. I'm sure it's some crazy thing. Some wacky. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, you know, we're basically what there's there's uh, three more, right? Three more episodes three left. Three more, yeah. So, yeah, I am getting a little, like, concerned that there's still so many loose ends. Yeah. And I know, obviously, it's, we're not going to get everything answered we might not get anything answered but like but yeah it's just like you know i, I don't know i mean do you guys you guys have to have some kind of a an emotional reaction to the thought that you might not get anything answered at the end of this i guess for me it's like i'm getting so much more information than i ever thought i'd get on this show you know so i'm just like happy with what's coming my way and i still believe I still think there's going to be more like, okay, I, I'm just going to bring up and we'll talk about the scene, but like Cooper, Mr. C bringing up Judy makes me think, and Jeffrey saying you've met her makes me think like, we're going to find out who this is. Oh, I loved that. I love that. She was a thing because yeah. that that's one of those like maddening little things from twin peaks fire walk with me that, that, We've all been like, oh, I want to know who Judy was. I want to know. Did you love what, how like uh, how intensely he yelled that? And I, I was like, yes, who yeah. is Judy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. yeah. I love that entire scene. Went, so when he was, I believe that was the beginning of that episode where he, it's just, they're just kind of driving down the road. Yeah. For a long time. And it was, it, it kind of went on like a little too long in typical Lynch fashion. But then by the time you saw where he had arrived and that, Oh, it's just there on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was kind of mind blowing for us. And then to, to kind of watch, watch, um, the sort of parlor tricks as he is taken from place to place. And, uh, as we've said before, uh, we thought that that might be that place with that specific wallpaper. Yeah. From Firewalk with me in the in the and, and it was so yeah. he went up there and it was that place that Laura went in her dream and also the place and then Sean, you got to see the the little uh, guy, the jumping guy. I know, I know. And but what did that any of that mean? Like I was so yeah. So like the jumping guy. So there was a there's a character in. 
Firewalk with Fire, me in that scene. The, is he the electrician? Is that what they call him? I think he's just called the jumping man because that's how he's okay. credited. Maybe. Um, but when when Cooper is brought up the stairs, so there's there's a lot of things about this scene that are, in a way, answer questions that I had. So what is the convenience store? What is above the convenience store? I always pictured it as like, here's a Seven Eleven, and these all of these characters just like live above it. Like that's always seemed really weird to me. And now we know it's kind of this, like the Red Room. It's just this place in space. Because we see at the end, this whole place disappears. So, um, so when he goes to meet whoever, like the guy is who's in charge, it seems like um, the guy sitting down, and he says, "I'm here to see Philip Jeffries." The guy flips a switch on a machine, and that's when we they cut to that kind of scene of the jumping man, and it's just really blurry and fast. Someone pointed out, and it was really cool. I'll have to retweet it, but it's a picture of... Um, what's the guy's name, John? You know his name from Firewalk With Me. Is it Jurgen? Jurgen Prock. Now, I, so, I'm not saying his name correctly, but that's how it's spelled. He's, <laughs> sitting, he's sitting next to this machine in Firewalk With Me, and it looks like uh-huh. the back of an old tube amp, or like a radio, yeah. and this guy is sitting next to that. So like that's uh, super cool to me that it's like some sort of whatever that thing is. Um, he flips a switch and then that kind of like this other guy comes in and the guy, the, the main dude like stomps the ground with his like walking stick looking apparatus. And then that's when Cooper gets escorted. He gets escorted through this big long hallway. And as they're going through the hallway, we're seeing the woods kind of intercut, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't know what that meant. Um, other than like to think maybe that, you know, this is before we see the convenience store disappear. So maybe it was just to hint to us that this is not a real place, you know, in, in time, like it's kind of another dimension. Um, and then he goes up those stairs that we, we saw the stairs earlier when Gordon Cole, it has his hands up and he's looking up the, you know, the wormhole. That's the stairs he sees with the woodsman on it. Um, and then he goes outside into like a motel which is the same motel they filmed some of Firewalk with me in? I was uh, gonna say that that looked like the same motel with it, with the with the jumping kid jumping it around. It is. It is the same uh, and motel. I thought, I thought maybe we he was gonna go in one of the rooms and we would see Leland. Yeah. There, uh, because that's where Teresa Banks got murdered. I think. Yes. Or if that's not, I think she was murdered in her trailer, right? In her trailer. But right. that's where Leland met her for when they when he was like yeah. you know, paying her, yeah. and then that's also I think where Laura and Ronette came, when he had hired them, them and then Lisa. and he gets yeah. scared off, and that's when we see the little kid. Um, yeah. Do you think it's weird that they haven't used because obviously the little kid's older now, but they haven't used another kid in that role, like? Yeah, it was just such a strong image. I would have thought they would use that kind of stuff more like those um, that those characters are just gone like there's no i mean obviously the woman who played um mrs chalfon is not with us anymore but like i don't know i just i thought it was weird that they don't there's not there's still not a lot of connection to the old lodge characters because obviously no bob right. for a certain reason no michael j anderson you know so we have these like kind of like cronies or whatever the woodsmen are and it just seems weird that like we've gotten like this smidge of the jumping man 
Al Strobel, the one-armed man, is just like the loneliest soul in the Red Room. Um, and I don't know. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so that motel, he is escorted to where Jeffries is and he can't get in. And then this very strange, it's a woman, but it's a man in a wig, says, I'll open the door for you or I'll unlock the door for you. Um, and in reverse. So we know that we're still definitely like in another dimension. We are not at the motel that Leland was at, even though it's the same place they filmed it. Um, whatever that means. I don't know. Did you see the end of the credits? What happened in the end of the credits? I got chills down my spine. I was so creeped out. So if you watch the very end of the credits, they're showing the motel. Yes. Okay. I think I know what you're talking the about. Woman, that woman appears uh, like in the shadows. Yes, like her I saw. Face is still covered. Someone posted uh, a screenshot of that, and I thought it. I thought it was from so that part of the. Creepy. So, who do you think that? I mean, like, when he meets Jeffries in like the next scene, he says, "You already met Judy." Like, do you think that could be Judy? Like, obviously, no, I, I think that would be. Do you think that's um, Lois Duffy? Like why would, why? I don't how know. is I just figured it was like a gatekeeper. Like this is a place. How does Jeffries end up there? Like what? What happened to Jeffries where his body is no longer, you know, a thing? And he's just like. Is this like where? Would this have been where um, Major Briggs was hiding out? Maybe. Or no. I don't know. Because all the because all the woodsmen would have been there, and aren't the woodsmen the the guys the who ones like, who killed him? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, the, the woodsmen seem to be bad from what we can tell. The kind um, of man, woman who unlocked the door reminded me of the girl who danced around with the blue rose in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Oh, Lil? yeah. Lil. 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 Yeah, she reminded that. I thought maybe that was like the same person because like Philip Jeffries went there and so she's there or like part of it or something. I don't know. That's cool. I mean, yeah. it's not true, but it do felt you, like that for me. Do you think all those space nipples have people in them then, John? <laughs> like, uh, I am wondering that is, that. is that what those are? Is like souls of people who either died and... I, I don't know. Maybe did we, they... Did we need well, more here's questions? The, here's <laughs> the thing. I mean, this is getting way too probably more then we probably need to. But you know how there's all these parts on the show where people take their face off and they've got fire inside them, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if it's... Yeah, what if their spirits are fire? And that's why he's the fireman, because, like, the, remember the alarm went off and he had to, like, turn off the alarm at yeah. one point? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, and then, like, that's Leland... All yeah. When Leland went crazy, the, the smoke alarm went off or the, the sprinklers went off. Well, that's because mm -hmm. it, we all know that was because of Dick Tremaine. Um, <laughs> what, what is happening with Sarah Palmer? Yeah, we hadn't talked about that, which Let, was surprising. Uh, that was nuts, but I liked it. I liked uh, it, but didn't it feel kind of like a Stephen King movie? I was like, what is this? Uh, like, completely, completely. Like, completely. A, like, we got a throat rip in Twin Peaks. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. But like, just not what I was expecting at all. So like, I mean, my big question there is, is this how she's always been? 
like we've always kind of thought of Sarah Palmer as like this victim, but is she some sort of like crazy paranormal like killing machine that we just didn't know about? And if so, like why couldn't she have stopped Leland from killing her daughter? I I never thought that she was that way always. I assumed no, that of course not. Yeah, the trauma of what happened to her and Leland dying and moving on because she always had some kind of like psychic tuning to her. Sure, like, isn't sure, she sure. the one she's the one in the final episode who's, who's like Cooper's in the log. Yes. You know, in that yes, like, yes, yes. Creep, a deep, creepy voice. Um, but uh, yeah, I assume that just whatever, whatever darkness is going on with her, that, it kind of opened her up to I, I can't tell if that's supposed to be like her her own personal darkness manifest or if she is inhabited by someone. But yeah. I feel like if she was inhabited by a spirit, she would do more than just drink and watch TV unless she's drinking so that she doesn't feel the 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 demon in her, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a big head scratcher for me. It was like, okay, I didn't know. I had no inkling that she also was. I mean, we've seen some weird stuff with her this this season with the whole like. Yeah, so then, like, it makes me think. Okay, what was in the kitchen that one day when Hawk comes over? I absolutely was it think like about her that dinner. Like, was it the kid who brought over her groceries and like he's about to get? Is she a vampire? Like, what's happening? Well, she didn't, uh, she really did want to be left alone. Like she was, I didn't see her as, you know, somebody who reels them in and yeah. feeds. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, again, it felt like Stephen King. It was like, this is not David Lynch anymore. This is, you know, but I mean, we don't know. We don't. Yeah. Those like I said, we didn't need more questions, but we've got more questions. Hmm. God, I miss Evelyn Marsh. <laughs> Speaking of Evelyn Marsh, like the only real big story in the last two episodes we haven't talked about, Dallas is James. James oh. and his buddy with the glove. Yeah, the the fist of uh, fist of God or whatever it is. Yeah, what's happening with the glove? So, real quick to recap, the, there's this the kid we saw in the first or the second episode when they go to the roadhouse is not James's like you know, son or something. He's this coworker. They both work at the great Northern, uh, as like insecurity. And this kid has this green glove, which apparently he got because he was also sucked up into a vortex. Cause that's like the hot new thing. Um, <laughs> and he met the fireman who told him he had to go buy a green glove, which he did. And ever since he's put it on, he can't take it off and he has superhuman strength and he's supposed to go to twin peaks because that's what he's like. His life's purpose is he's going to, I love there. that whole story so much. Like that, that's a, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, so Twin Peaksy, and like, because it, it's as funny as it is, like, it's as funny and ridiculous as it is kind of weird and compelling. And uh, the fact that, he, you know, he's tried to remove it, then it bleeds if he tries to do that. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so he's got this like super, super arm. 
So I maybe he's the only guy that can be Cooper. You I know? love that he's cracking walnuts. Like, I wonder if that's in the script or like how Lynch is like, give him some walnuts. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's how they started out. Did you think when James went to go check the basement? Oh, yeah. That we were going to see Bob from. Was that the basement that he was in? It looked just or like was, the basement from the hospital in the. He's un- in the hospital, right? In the in the yeah. in the European one. Yeah. We've never had Dallas watch the European pilot. I watched it the other day on. Um, it's so bad, it, right? It's on YouTube, it's terrible. It's, it's the worst. Do you thing. would you say it's like the Star Wars Christmas special of Twin Peaks? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Wait, are you trying to say the Star Wars Christmas special is bad? It, have you tried to watch it? I love the Star Wars Christmas special. I love crappy stuff, but you get first of all, it's like an hour. Oh. It's an hour, and um, sh- like the first ten minutes is like <laughs> no dialogue. It's just the Wookies like going, uh, and then it's like a Boba Fett cartoon that's kind of cool. But don't do it, Dallas. Don't do it. You don't. I mean, unless B. Arthur like works at the um. At the cantina. First of all, <laughs> John. Yeah. There's you say what you say is no dialogue is obviously dialogue to a whole species of people. <laughs> You're right. My, as my daughter would say, my what my daughter says every time somebody's speaking in a different language, she's like, Dada, they're speaking language. No, no, they're speaking language. <laughs> and then That's I think amazing. the logical conclusion to be Arthur's career arc. Uh-huh. Would wind up being in the cantina. I think she's a woman. She's out of this world. It's her same character from History of the World, where she works as as the um, unemployment person. <laughs> in the Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you kill anybody last week? Did you kill anybody this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, the European. I, yeah. We're gonna do that one. That's gonna be our final episode. I'm just in the percolator. We're gonna make <laughs> Dallas watch the European pilot. Um, I'm busy that day. It's so um, bad. Okay, Dallas, it's like literally ten minutes. Basically, at the end of the original pilot, they just like wrap it up real quick. And it's like Lucy and Andy <laughs> in their living room, and it's the worst. Um, it's really bad. I think it's interesting that the only person I feel like who has gotten worse as an actor is James. <laughs> oh come on! Like he's really bad in that. He final was not. Scene of the he bar. was not good to begin with. But like, he's fine. He's like he's genuine. Sp- I don't think he. I think he's supposed to be like. We know he had an accident. He's not okay, because he's just like to to Renee's husband. Is like I like her. Like you can tell he just doesn't have it all going on. Who's Renee? Did we find out who Renee? Is? Renee I is obviously forget. some girl who's in his past, and he's that's the woman who was in the second episode sitting with Shelley, and that's the one who's crying when he's singing. Our yeah, favorite yeah, song. Yeah. I, I, I know I've seen her before. But, I just but don't know we don't know like what their relationship was, but obviously they might have had one at some point because we know that like, she's, she's supposed crying. to be the Laura Flynn Boyle, right? I mean, I mean that scene where they get in the fight, the 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 kind of ex- explained it for me. It just sounds like she's married and he's. They have a friendship, of some kind. Maybe they dated a long time ago, but he. He's trying to like kind of keep the friendship going because he has yeah. a thing for her, and you know this guy won't have that. So I love I loved his, his. I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, sorry. that's it. 
I, I loved his delivery of like when he goes, Hey, anybody, call nine one one. These guys are really hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like from just his sto- knowing the story about the glove. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um Yeah. And then them getting taken into the the cell reminded me of when that happened in the uh, very first episode of yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the and, with them barking and stuff. Yeah, and I I I always kind of like that weird scene, uh, but I, this one with, you know, I I take Bobby and Mike barking like dogs over uh, that guy, <laughs> like bloody drunk face and Chad. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then the shit, like I feel like David Lynch thinks that chattering girl is really funny. Uh, His sense of humor and our sense of humor are different things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I would love is B. Arthur to show up. <laughs> and maybe she's the warden of this jail. So rounding out some of the other things that happened, um, we got to see we got to see Mark Frost in a in an, yes. a role. There's a really weird scene with the creepy guy who's married to Becky. And the only thing that I took from this that I, is important is she's saying something about how I did it. And she's saying, no, she did it. And we know something about he was when he was assaulting her in their trailer about how, like, I know what you did. So there's something to this story. There's something it seems like critical, but we don't know what it is. And in the I meantime, I was very happy that he was now dead and <laughs> I didn't have to see him in a scene anymore. It, yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, but also, yeah, what the heck? Why have we watched this guy? He has at some all? weird lines in that scene about how he says, like, I'm a high school graduate. He says it twice. Huh. And he's like talking about when he kills himself, he's like, Will I be with the rhinoceros? I want to hope that this is just like what you say when you're on whatever drug he's on, and these aren't actually things that we need to worry about for the plot. I, I assumed he was just like, high. will I be turquoise? Like, what does that mean? Um, we say goodbye to the log lady in this last episode, and yeah. that yeah. was that was tough. I mean, you know, she just says I'm dying. It's really sad because we know, you know, that in in real life that. Um, Catherine Coulson also passed away. So, you know, it's like, oh, I wish she could have had a bigger part, you know, like in kind of, but I guess in the end she did. She was the one who, who got Hawk on the, you know, on the pages and stuff. But I don't know. Did you notice uh, they they dedicated the episode not to Catherine Coulson? But to Margaret Lannerman. That was to cool. To Margaret Lannerman, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. We, like, there's a line about my log is turning gold. Yeah. And it's like, really, that's a beautiful line. I don't really understand. And there's a lot of gold in this show that it wasn't really a thing before. It wasn't, gold wasn't mm-hmm. a part of season one or two, but it is in this one, not just like the shovels, but also when Dougie kind of disappears, he turns into that ball of gold. Mm-hmm. So well, Sean. I mean, back in the old days of Twin Peaks, the depreciation of the dollar hadn't really taken effect, and now in the last twenty-five years since we're, we're, we're September sixteenth, everyone. Maybe you want to blame Obama for this, but I'm not the one who wants to blame Obama for this. But maybe you do, maybe you don't. But gold has really gone up, and the value of it, and you know, Bill O'Reilly. I really like the guy from Mad Men who's in the show. I wish he. I hope we get to see him more. The guy who's like the FBI director in Vegas. Um, I would like them to revisit Garmin Bosia and explain the place of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, because I feel like them not talking about it feels like they're changing the rules, and I don't like that. I want, I want, I would like that to be consistent, or at least the one. The things we've seen was we saw Mr. C like vomit up all that corn. Saw them barf it up. Yeah, yeah. And then my only other thought was like that was why Ray got sent to the Black Lodge after he shot him was like as a gift, you know, like. For his, you know, so I I don't know, but Is yeah, that, that the ring does the ring sends you there so you I, can you're like a feet, you know, you can get be consumed as corn. Yeah, because obviously Ray was in pain and was scared, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, hmm. I I think. Uh, oh God, sorry. I was thinking two things at the same time, but I was, but one of them was like, oh yeah, that's the guy from Mad Men. For some reason, I thought it was Nathan Fillion because they kind of look alike, but it's not Nathan Fillion. I don't it's know the who guy that from is. You would know him if you saw him. Um, Nathan Fillion? Yeah. He's from uh, uh, Firefly. Have you ever seen that show? If you haven't, you should. It's real good. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Like, you would recognize him, but I thought that. I thought the FBI director was director in Vegas was him, but you're saying it's the guy from Mad Men, which makes sense. The yes. guy with the beard. Yeah, and he had a great line like, "I keep telling you, this yeah, is what keeps, we do." Yeah. <laughs> him <Yeah>. and Wilson <laughs> um, yeah. when they can't find the right Douglas Jones. So speaking of Douglas Jones, there is no Dougie Jones in this these two episodes, which might might be why That's they went true. by so fast. Well, there hold on, there is one scene. But he's not, I don't think he's even in episode 14, and he's not until the end of episode 15 that we see him, and he's eating cake, and this is when he's watching, is he watching Sunset Boulevard? Is that what Gordon Cole's from? Okay, so that's when he pauses the TV, and he has that moment, and he starts moving towards the electrical socket, um, and electrocutes himself, and that's where we leave the Joneses, and Janie E is screaming. Um, Wait, what's Gordon Cole from? Sorry. Sunset did we Boulevard. see what happened to him? We didn't. No, he, we it just don't. Flashed. We just see him being disa- electrocuted. No, he didn't. Dis- he doesn't disappear. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. So, okay. so uh, he stopped because they said Gordon Cole, or he stopped. That that triggered his memory was the Gordon Cole line. So gotcha. Which is, I thought that was great. It was great writing on you know lynch and frost to like okay we can use this because we named him after this character we can use this to bring him back from you know his whatever his stupor Hmm. um small minor things we spend a little bit of time with Chantel and hutch who i enjoy greatly they killed duncan todd and they talk oh, about that scene was great. fast food, and they're both like way overqualified for their roles as far as actors go. Um, and then they kill the guy in Vegas. They seem to be yeah. having a good time too. They are having a actors. good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the best part is they have that whole conversation, and then in the very end, she just looks up. She's like, "Look, That's Mars." Mars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it just cuts. <laughs> Like, I just hope to God she just improvised that because that's so great. It's great. It's so good. Mars. Yeah, her and Tim Roth are just killing it right They're now. just killing it. It's so fun. <laughs> I would I would watch a spinoff show of Hutch and Chantel. <laughs> um, it's right after Better Call Saul. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like one of those kind of shows. I, that's pretty much, that's most of the episodes. There's probably little well, things. 
What? Maybe Bad Cooper met Papa Bad Cooper. I know, father-son bonding. Get in the truck. You want some Cheetos? Yeah, that theory that you guys had, or everybody's had, I guess, seems to be seems correct. pretty on the nose. So, like, he, what uh, is that? It was really enjoyable watching uh, Dickhorn being uh, abused by Getting hit in the crew. face. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, hmm. I mean... I don't know, man. I, I feel like uh, while they haven't delivered on everything, these two episodes were definitely a big change of pace from the ones before it. Um, and the I'm, guesses. When do they get to Twin Peaks? Like, clearly they know they have to go to Las Vegas now. Yeah, I would and say the uh, last two. I'm guessing, like, because I just I think that next week will be a big, like, man, I think next week will be, like, episode you know, 21 of season two, where it's just like a million things happening so that they can kind of deliver the last, the last two, two shows. But that's just my guess. I'm not sure because I think next week has to be the, the Dick Tremaine fashion episode. (laughs) The Uh, wine, the wine soiree. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you think they're going to go to Vegas before they go to Twin Peaks? Is that what, how it's going to go, John? Well, they got to get Dougie. They got to get Dougie. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless, uh, getting zapped you know took him somewhere but yeah that's um, a good question where is what is Dougie? dick tremaine versus dick horn <laughs> but i'm by the dick, way when i'm irritated with somebody, i'm just gonna call him a dick horn now <laughs> dick horn. Does, did we ever find out if ben and beverly you know uh had dinner oh i sure hope we do where's jerry horn is he still <laughs> high in the woods uh, yeah. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I, I hope the last two episodes are just mainly spent in Twin Peaks. I mean, I hope the last three episodes are mainly spent in Twin Peaks. Like, yep. We got, I, think it, it seems it, like, I think we got a lot of Twin Peaks these last two episodes, and it made me happy. Good. Yeah. And I, I'd like to, I'd like it to end there. And then, who knows? I mean, so, obviously, I, I don't no, know if you guys... What? Go ahead, please, Dal. Sorry, finish. I don't know if you guys have heard anything, and I know we've talked about this a couple times, but is there plans for another season? Or well, that's I was going to ask you, like the what the statement was from I think it's David Evans is the president or something like that. Was at first he's like, no, there's no plans, and then I think he realized, oh wait, that probably sounds bad. Like we're not happy. So he's like, well, I'm going to talk to David Lynch about it. He's been in France the whole time. So, like, hmm. it seems yeah, I like... heard a different... I, I mean, I heard you tell that story. I also just heard one where they said um, their answer was, we would love to. It is completely up to Mark and David if yeah. they have a story to tell. Well, and I think that's true. Like, because I think whether it's... Like, I was just thinking about it. Like, I think if those guys want to make more... That even if Showtime's like, no, that like Netflix is like printing money and that they would do it. You know what I mean? I think Netflix would be like, we want to continue this and we want to like, you know, it's a story at least if nothing else. Um, Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously they have another story to tell because they're telling 500 in this series. Sure. So like, you know, I think it could continue. I also think this could be it. I mean, why would we ever have thought we would get this? And then we get another book. It's so, this is like, I just have to be honest. And I've had a couple beers. This is like the best summer ever, you guys. Come on. 
No, I really, I really, I don't remember something where I've just been on the edge of my seat for every minute of it. And even the episodes that were not as, as fun as some of the other ones, like I've just, it's just been so enjoyable for me. So I hope they continue it, but I, you know, who knows? And I think if they want to, they will. But I remember before the season started, Lynch said he's like, no, I'm going to retire. So who knows? But. I'm going to retire. But I would say that he probably left it kind of open-ended so that if he wanted to come back to it, he could. Like, I don't think they're going to put it. It's not going to, we're not going to get the mega happy ending. <laughs> the mega happy ending. The Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to enjoy it. You guys want to come over uh, next Sunday for Cherry Pie? Come over to um, San Jose. (laughs) Get get in the car. Come on, drive up. Yeah, uh, John, it's not hard to do just for a few hours if you were the one. Yeah, 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 it's true. Dallas surprised me on my birthday, John. Yeah. He flew up to see me. I I literally got out of the bathroom at like 8 in the morning and he was sitting on my couch. (laughs) And then I went Did you drive or take a train? I went directly back to the bathroom. I took a plane. Oh, my wife yeah, conspired like, to surprise me. It was awesome. It was an hour and a half, and then I went and I uh, drove a golf cart around for another mm-hmm. hour or so, and then I flew home. <laughs> and then he flew home. And then I did shows with Michael Ian Black. Yeah, from the uh, state. From the state. But yeah, anyway. It so was, what? Uh, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, Dallas, yeah. thanks again for coming to make make my birthday special. Hey, what was I going to do that day? Spend time with my family? Nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Silly. Um, what do you guys have going on that we can plug? Uh, we've, we've talked about Dallas's show on the 16th at Kaboo. John, when does uh, the 90s Palooza run till? Uh, pump up the volume. A 90s Palooza runs until September 10th. Uh, and it is really fun. People are having a great time. And uh, you get to see Agent Cooper, sort of. Yeah, so even though you can't see it on Showtime, you can see Agent Cooper at the Horton Grand (laughs) in San Diego. (laughs) Yes. No, Uh, Dallas and I, I, we talked about it last time. Dallas and I saw it, and we had a blast. It was really, really fun. Yeah, and I do want you to know, John, I wrote a review of the show for Voice of San Diego. And um, here's the It's one sentence, not enough third eye blind. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you. Um, no, I, I wanted to let you know that I, I asked them, Hey, can I write this review? And they're like, yeah, for sure. And then I wrote the review and I sent it to them and they were like, Hey, this is really good. And I was like, cool. And they're like, yeah, we're probably not going to run it. And then I was like, well, why not? And they're like, well, you know, we don't really know. We don't have like a space for theater reviews. And then I had to go, you know, you're not print, right? Like it's the internet. (laughs) <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we'll work on finding like an, an avenue for this. And I'm like, okay. Wow. So okay. I, it's kind of a bummer because they, they told me to do it and then I did it. And, and, and they even said it's a good review. And I'll tell you, John, it's a good review. All right. I don't like to toot my own horn. <laughs> this story seems a, a lot more about you than John's show. It is about That's me. I wrote the show. review. Um, <laughs> But I, so I don't how, know if how I long is, where is your review playing? Where can people go and see your review? Well, people are having a really good time, Sean. I mean, there's uh, a are you going to be reading your part. review at Kaboo? <laughs> He's going to tweet it line by line. I'm, uh, uh, that's not a bad idea. 
did we have our Ren and Stimpy announcement where we? Yes. Uh, we, okay, yeah, that was fun because we yeah, talked about the voice of San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are supporters of Voice, and and uh, they want They're they're they are discussing avenues for it, but they've never really tried to do theater reviews before. So they're I think they're kind of like uh, they don't know where they know what to do. But I, I, you somehow I'll get the review out because I think that it's a good review and people should read it. Uh, right. That would be awesome. Thank you. Any, anything we'll else figure. you guys want to plug before uh, we we sign off? Dallas, well, you want to stand up anywhere you. else? Oh, God. Well, um, yeah, what, what are you so, in rehearsal for right now? Oh, I mean, I'm doing a show at New Village Arts called so this American would, Hero. Yeah, this would be a place to plug things. Sure, yeah. Come see the show. We open September 16th. Uh, we, oh, crap. <laughs> <Wait a minute>. <laughs> um <laughs> No, we opened the well done. week. I think it's like September 22nd, but you can go to newvillagearts.org. All right. And uh, I think it's .org. John probably knows better than I do, but... Um, well, it's uh, it's 12.20 a.m., so we need to say goodnight and goodbye. And hopefully we'll get together and do this for the episode 16 so we don't have to tackle 16, <clears throat> 17, and 18 all together. But um, I'm glad we got to find the time we we had to harvest it tonight from our wee wee hours so thanks guys for doing that i appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me and thank you guys for listening uh keep listening uh you have just like two more weeks to subscribe on itunes before i mean maybe dallas and i will start a podcast about why kids in the hall brain candy and back to the beach were on the same dvd um that's the only other thing i ever really want to tackle in my life but you know for now oh you know i have a cool announcement dallas john yeah i'm back in my studio for the first time in a year oh you guys get congratulations which means welcome back to dish in the park later (laughs) (laughs) i've been waiting seriously a year to do that no oh my god it's so nice that's amazing yeah um sorry that was kind of anticlimactic but um thank you john thank you dallas we uh we'll be back next week and um i'm looking forward to some more twin peaks and i hope you guys are too and i'll talk to you guys next week sweet sounds good okay bye-bye review Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then I saw your face. Then I saw your smile. The sky is still blue. The clouds come and go. Yet something is different. Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't. Let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, 
the mountain still high. Yet something is different. Yes, something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling. Falling. Are we falling in love? Mmm. That's the ketchup. I like coffee. Donuts. <laughs> Rust Tamblin.